0: This is Chris McGregor. The work of Discerning Hearts could not continue without your prayers and support. Between now and Easter Sunday, please consider In Your Almsgiving, a tax-deductible gift to our ministry. Click Donate at either DiscerningHearts.com or inside the Discerning Hearts free app. Your generous support will allow us to continue our podcast for those on the spiritual journey. Thank you and God bless from all of us. At Discerning Hearts. DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages Insights from Today's Most Compelling Authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Regis Martin, who is a professor of theology at Franciscan University in Steubenville, where he has taught for more than 20 years. He studied in Rome at the Angelicum, graduating summa cum laude in 1988 with a doctorate in sacred theology. Dr. Martin is the author of a half a dozen books and specializes in courses on the Trinity, Christology, Church, Grace, Sacraments, the Writings of Hans Urs von Balthasar, and the Catholic Literary Revival. With Dr. Regis Martin, we go inside the pages of Still Point, Loss, Longing, and Our Search for God, published by Ave Maria Press. Dr. Martin, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm delighted to be here.
0: The Still Point, Lost, Longing, and Our Search for God. What a, a beautifully compelling work you have brought forward to us. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, no. Gosh, uh, you're very kind. You may have to atone uh, for that <laughs> hyperbole.
0: Well, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, help us to understand what the term still point means.
1: Oh, yes. Well, it's a, uh, an inspired uh, image, uh, a phrase, out of uh, T.S. Eliot, uh, his uh, signature poem, The Four Quartets. And it's uh, a recurrent uh, image, uh, an idea that runs uh, like a golden thread uh, through the entire uh, uh, Four Quartets, which is uh, a masterpiece, uh, in my judgment, of, of, of uh, poetic meditation. And and what he meditates upon is precisely this still point, which is a point of intersection uh, where time and eternity, uh, nature and grace, uh, man and God, uh, suddenly uh, and surprisingly meet. Uh, And he says uh, elsewhere uh, in the poem that to apprehend uh, this point of intersection of the timeless with time is an occupation for the saint. Uh, so the still point is that towards which we move, that line of horizon that separates us from God, history from heaven. And into that space, uh, Christ himself uh, has fallen. He descends uh, into time. He is the still point of the turning world. So to cling to him, uh, to adhere uh, to Jesus, uh, is is to access uh, the whole mystery of the kingdom. Mm. And to find peace, peace and joy, and uh, and ultimate freedom. So that that's what I was uh, aiming for. Uh, it wasn't uh, the original title, uh, however. Uh, this was recommended by the publisher after I had submitted the working title, uh, mm-hmm. which was Desperate Desire. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, uh, any um, uh, uh, Google search will reveal uh, the the extent of my folly in choosing that, because what comes up is anything but the still point. I mean, we, we have so sexualized, eroticized desire that we have stripped it of anything anything uh, sacred or supernatural. And, and that's another uh, argument I try to make in the book, that what we really desire at the deepest level is not uh, sex or, or food or shelter or power, prestige, but God. He is the deepest desire of the human
0: heart. Everything that in art and literature, in so many ways, in that, that imagination of man, it tries to express th- that hunger for that still point.
1: Yes. Uh, my, one of my, uh, my heroes, uh, a great mentor, uh, Luigi Giussani, uh, says that uh, man is a beggar that he is the beggar is the chief protagonist of history that we have our arms outstretched and we are literally begging god uh, for for being for belief for meaning i mean the religious sense is simply to ask the question what is the meaning of everything uh, this is what we we desire uh, and we ask for it in the our father give us this day our daily bread we're, we're not talking about uh, a peanut butter sandwich, we we mean the bread of meaning, Logos, which is another name for God, the second person. So we're really asking for Jesus. You know, come, Jesus, come quickly.
0: Well, in a, a very personal way, Dr. Martin, I mean, your book has crossed my path in an extraordinary time. I'm kind of journeying with someone who is 94 years old, married 70 years, and now oh is... Gosh. Yes, now is in a, a hospice in a yeah. nursing home, and his, his final days are near. And for the first time in a very long time, now there is a great as he de- kind of described it is a, a a fog has descended upon him because he just he's beginning to doubt and he's worried oh, and he's yeah. and he's concerned. Yeah. Everything that you write of it expresses what's going on inside of him interiorly. Really.
1: Right Now it, it could be that it's not doubt in any sort of uh, corrosive mm-hmm. theological sense And right. suddenly he were divested of faith, but it, it certainly is a dark night of faith, uh, and it presents uh, a whole busload of, of difficulties that we have to try and work through. Uh, I mean, therese, uh, he 's in good company, the little flower in the last weeks of her life, uh, uh, her passion, uh, she 's wrestling with the demons. Of doubt, and she's tempted to take only the void uh, for granted, and and this is something that she has to try and uh, overcome. And her faith is clinging, literally, by a couple of fingernails, but she soldier's on, uh, and and this is all part of the the plan, God's will, that she walk in this darkness. Uh, but she's not alone. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus. Has has taken hold of her, and they walk together. But it's a a profound, intimate share, participation in his own passion. I mean, the Garden of Gethsemane was not peaches and cream. I mean, there was obscurity uh, and uh, and fear. I mean, such fear. We are told uh, in in Luke's Gospel that he shed great drops of blood. He had a kind of thrombosis, a heart attack, and and this, I I think. Endears him all the more to us because if he went through this as a human in his humanity, then when we go through it, uh, we can identify with his own uh, uh, kenosis, his own self emptying, and that makes it, I think, all the more consoling and all the more redemptive.
0: Mm. It is such a personal work as well, the book that you've penned for us, Still Point Lost, Longing, and Our Search for God. Because the expression of the moments with your mother and your brother are so deeply personal, but it's in those personal relationships we really encounter Christ.
1: Yes. Well, my my mother's death took us all by surprise. But uh, in in retrospect, I could see that the death of uh, her youngest uh, son, my brother Kevin, uh, hastened uh, her own end offerings I, I think, brought her acute uh, sorrow, and and she anguished uh, over uh, his state. Uh, he had he had AIDS, uh, and he died from complications. Uh, and uh, he his life was in a kind of conflicted relationship with with the church. And uh, I make the point that maybe he had turned his back on the church, but but the church as mother would never abandon him. And uh, I even uh, illustrate that with the example that St. Irenaeus uh, gives us. He's the great father of Western theology, uh, the bishop and martyr from Lyon, France. And Ignatius seizes upon the episode in in the Old Testament involving uh, Lot's wife, who had been enjoined not to look back. And Irenaeus boldly says... Here is an image of the Church. Here is a mother who will not turn her back on her children. And, and that struck me as so marvelously uh, comforting, that wherever we go, however fall, however deep uh, our falls uh, into sin or, or disaster or dishonor, uh, the Church will never sever uh, her relationship with us. Uh, she's a mother who remains steadfast uh, and faithful of uh, uh, in her uh attentions her love for us but i don't know if if that uh, uh, occurred to my brother but i know that my own mother uh i uh you know derived some uh, solace from the fact that uh, in the end uh, he did see a priest and uh, in that uh, you know that that blazing uh, instant of absolution i'm hoping uh, all was well, and all manner of thing uh, was made well. And he was sort of wafted uh, happily into the kingdom of, of light.
0: Oh, we pray that that is so. It is something that, in the very heart of the Church, at least in its experience with those in America right now, many who have faithfully walked with that steadfast mother, who are concerned for the brothers and sisters who it, it seems as though culture is sliding oh, down yeah. such I mean, a there slope. There has
1: been a massive and widespread apostasy. Uh, and from the fallout of that, uh, uh, who knows how many of her children have been scattered and, and lost. But that, I, I think, uh, is, is to introduce the theme of hope. I mean, hope has this uh, strange even paradoxical character to it. And that is that the outcome of what we hope for does not finally depend on us. If if it did, it wouldn't be hope. It would be the certainty of knowledge. Mm. We don't know the outcome of the race. We hope that we, we can win, we'll succeed in seeing Christ uh, and those we love in the flesh on the other side, the far side of, of death. But we don't know. Uh, we simply don't know even though we are saved uh, by this hope uh, this uh, this this silver thread of hope that we we cling to
0: in your own experience you express so beautifully the struggle that we have in our interiority uh, so often to understand to and to hope in in that struggle we suffer don't we
1: yes i i uh I, I draw upon uh, a lot of poetry uh, uh, in the book. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you may have noticed, and, and it, it may be a source of dismay for some who prefer their 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 instruction uh, to be more prosaic. But Emily Dickinson uh, has a, a lovely definition of, of hope. She describes it as the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tone. Uh, Without the words uh, and never stops at all. I I may have butchered that uh, somewhat, but what what she's getting at is that the springboard of hope, the wings of hope, are what draw us uh, toward God, toward the light. But we have no guarantee uh, in knowledge. Uh, This is why it's a virtue. Uh, This is why the poet Peggy speaks of hope as a little girl who gets up every morning and trustfully goes out the door, and she has her two big sisters on either side. And what's surprising, says Piggy, is that faith and hope, her older sisters, are sustained. Uh, faith and charity are sustained by the exertions of, of hope. She she makes faith and charity somehow buoyant, uh, become alive uh, under the wings of, of hope. And and that I think is very freeing uh, that that notion.
0: We'll return to inside the pages in just a moment. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite discerning hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, What you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to inside the pages. Uh, We're talking with Dr. Regis Martin about his book "Still Point: Lost Longing and Our Search for God." And Dr. Martin, I mean, you have such a beautiful way of bringing forward the the best of literature and of philosophy and. When it blends together, there's a rhythm, isn't there, especially when it's expressing the sacred. The, the two come together so beautifully.
1: Well, I, I think what I, I'm reminded of, uh, of the prophet Jacob, uh, who wrestled all night with the angel of the Lord and, and would not desist uh, until he had extracted a blessing. Uh, and oddly enough, the blessing is a new name, Israel, which means literally, uh, he who wrestles with God and, and, and just as the mystic, the pilgrim, even the average Christian wrestles with the word, with God, whose enfleshment uh, continues to be the great scandal of, of history, of faith, so too does the poet wrestle. He wrestles with words and he tries to extract uh, a meaning. You, know, you have an experience of, and you are constrained to find words, uh, some vehicle of language that is adequate, suitable to what it is uh, you want to say. And if if you have an experience of loss, of longing, then you grope uh, for some form, some instrument uh, uh, to give it uh, expression. And the artists uh, among us, I, I think, have a certain edge in that area. And, and we should listen to them. Uh, their imaginations are, to some extent, I, I think, anointed Grace
0: Dr. Martin, do you think that it, that's part of the the great mystery that we ultimately encounter in this journey is that for those of us who would like that very matter-of-fact black and white this is the truth, why doesn't that touch the hearts of those we love in particular as well as the world? Why doesn't that triumph? And yet, the world isn't necessarily black and white when it comes to what happens within the human heart.
1: Right, it's, a, it's an admixture of, isn't it, of, mm-hmm. of what I sometimes call grace and grit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did a, a radio show not long ago, and, and the title of the program was Busted Halo, which uh, I, I thought charming, because it, it joins together two concepts that are really uh, indispensable to uh, the Catholic vision. Uh, there's the halo, which we all get when we're reborn, in Christ, uh, and, and I'm so uh, struck by Pope Benedict's description of, of baptism as the final mutation, he calls it, uh, in the evolution of the human species. It, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a jumping-off point. Uh, you take leave of this world and become a citizen of God's own world. That's baptism, and it confers a halo. But over time, the halo sort of gets busted. Uh, it it becomes dim and and clouded over, and when we commit serious sin, it disappears altogether. We you know, we defile this image of God that we are, and I think what what would be really uh, helpful uh, in trying to reach out to other people is to remind them that even if they don't know it, they're shining like the sun; that they are imago Dei; that in some mysterious way. uh, The light of Christ uh, illumines uh, their soul, uh, and that needs to be radiated out uh, more and more so that when we stumble upon our neighbor, we're more or less uh, tempted to think of him as another Christ. And I think for a lot of neighbors uh, or strangers who would like to become neighbors, brothers even, uh, we don't present uh, that luminous countenance, Uh, and so we turn them off to Christ, uh, or we reduce Christianity to uh, moralism instead of trying to highlight and showcase what is central to the Christian story, and that is that it's an encounter uh, with Jesus, with the event of Christ, who comes into my world and offers himself as a companion uh, on the way, you know, hand in hand. He walks with me uh, along this road that, uh, please God, will carry us uh, back back to the Father.
0: In that hope, there is grace and mercy in this year of faith, in particular, which we're being called to. It's it's more, as you've said, it's about the encounter. It's about relationship, isn't it?
1: Yes. Uh, Joseph Ratzinger, uh, in an earlier uh, incarnation, when he was a simple priest, uh, and a sort of obscure German uh, theologian, wrote a trailblazing book, uh, Introduction to Christianity. In fact, on the strength of that book, which uh, so uh, 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 enchanted Pope Paul, uh, he made him a bishop, and the rest, of course, is, is history. His rise through the ranks was pretty meteoric. But in that book, he identifies what he calls the personal... Character of Christianity, which is the defining motif, and and that is the encounter. The encounter, he says, with the human being Jesus, and in this encounter, I discover the whole meaning of the world as person. That that the ground of reality is is finally not a thing or a principle, uh, or or some uh, construct of the mind, but a person, a person uh, who becomes flesh and blood and bone, uh, whom I can identify with, uh, who has marched right to the limit of my finite struggle uh, and has gone even into hell uh, to retrieve me. I mean that that dramatic uh, perspective on on faith, I think, is, is so emancipating, so exhilarating that I'm surprised more people uh, are not uh, turned on uh, to Christianity because there isn't anything better on the planet. Mm. What it holds out as a promise, as the outcome of, of hope, is so glorious, uh, so mind-blowing, that it it it's instantly intoxicating the moment you give it uh, a, a half hour's attention.
0: Could it be, Dr. Martin, that so many... Of us who are Christian have not had that depth of encounter yet.
1: Well, I, I think we're coming on a, a season that makes the encounter all the more uh, accessible and and not just available, accessible, but uh, entrancing, endearing. God comes among us as a little child, uh, and everybody is charmed by children. They they have a certain innocence. A certain delight, a certain uh, pleasure that is infectious, and to think that God Himself became this child uh, is, is instantly, uh, uh, instantly affecting, uh, and would seem to uh, uh, ensnare, seduce even all of us. Because here is a tale that 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 that, that one would would hope uh, is true, and never was a tale told. That one would more wish to be true than this. It, it's the fulfillment of every every longing. Every fairy tale uh, comes true with the, the enfleshment of God.
0: Uh, someone who I I think has had a great influence on you, and I know uh, through your writing has been opened up to me, is that the writings of Hans von Balthasar, yes. and his that. Encounter with hope and mercy and that, that person of Jesus is so central to his work as well.
1: Yes. Uh, this, if, if I can use that working title that was, uh, I think, rightly abandoned, uh, our desire for God is desperate, but it doesn't approximate nearly the desperation of his desire for us mm. that moved him, uh, possessed him, to go all the way down into the depths of, of hell, to savor the God-forsakenness of, of Sheol in order to somehow win uh, a whole world uh, uh, for his father. I mean that, that gesture of kenosis, of, of the self-emptying of God, even to the extent of becoming uh, an outcast, uh, uh, the lightning rod of, of the Father's justice, languishing in hell, of communing with those who take themselves to that place of of ultimate solitude, that, it it seems to me, absolutely establishes the superiority of, of the Christian religion, because here is a God whose solidarity with us is so great, so inclusive, that he does not even wish to distinguish himself from the damned. He absorbs even that punishment, and he does so out of an incomprehensible depth of love that he atones for all of our sin, all of our alienation.
0: Dr. Martin, as the wonderful father of ten children, you look on the horizon, what will their encounter with that still point be? I mean, will it be a greater struggle given the culture that they now find themselves in? What do you see on the horizon? Well, I
1: think think ordinary, work-a-day human experience as a way of disabusing people, even of uh, ideology or mythology or this this massive superstructure of the secular state. Experiences like falling in love uh, or uh, having uh, uh, witnessing, having witnessed the birth of a child, uh, or or on the negative side, uh, sickness, death, uh, the shadow land. When we walk through that, I, I think then we draw upon uh, resources which have nothing to do with a corrupt culture, but rather derive from faith, from a faith in the supernatural. And in those moments, I, I think we can count on uh, what we've got. And And the question is, can we impart that uh, in something like uh, a pure uh, and uh, undiluted uh, form uh, to those we love, so that they can draw upon that uh, when travail, uh, as it inevitably as it inevitably must, uh, comes uh, comes along.
0: Oh, Doctor Regis Martin! I wish we had more time. Any final thoughts in this conversation?
1: Uh, well, I mean, a crassly commercial thought: uh, please buy the book. Uh, <laughs> that would be lovely if uh-huh. I could, if it could make me rich, and then I could finally uh, fund uh, that uh, that honeymoon for my wife, which has been so long deferred because we had ten children in the meantime.
0: Well, I w- would highly encourage that because. The the thing is, you there are many books that will lead you to Christ through your head, but Dr. Martin, you have this beautiful way of leading us there through the heart.
1: Well, you're you're very kind. I I, I could uh leave you with this thought. It just popped into my head uh, from Leon Bois, the great French mystic. He said that there is only one excuse for living: uh, to await the resurrection of of the dead. Mm. Uh, And uh, until those final trumps, uh, uh, until God comes crashing through the ceiling of of this universe to snatch us up for himself, uh, I think uh, uh, some hope and some faith and some love represent uh, the real coin of the realm. And believe me, uh, they will aid us in negotiating our passage uh, into the arms of God.
0: Mm, how beautiful Dr. Regis Martin thank you so much
1: well thank you it has been a great pleasure
0: with Dr. Regis Martin we've gone inside the pages of Still Point loss longing and our search for God to learn more about this book or to obtain a copy go to AveMariaPress.com the website for its publisher Ave Maria Press or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore To hear and or to download this discussion along with many others, go to discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of discerninghearts.com. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Join me next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.